All right, boss. What's the show about tonight? The show is about Gmail. Yes. Gmail. Why you should have it and why you should use it. Super duper Gmail. Who are you? And I am your host, Shelly Carney. And I'm the other host with Messages and Methods, Toby Yonis. We'll get this show started sooner or later. That's okay. If you are in your 50s or older, we've got something wonderful to share with you. Do you want to produce a live stream, podcast, and blog to quickly expand your brand and business? Or would you like to visit with us, tell us your story and share your message with the world? Experience Messages and Methods live stream podcast with Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice. Every week we come together to discuss topics related to encore entrepreneurs, content marketing, live streaming video, podcasting, and blogging. We share stories, experiences, and knowledge to help others in their journey to creating a highly visible online presence. Subscribe today and become a part of our treasured community. Yay. So I feel like, I feel... Like there's comments you're missing out on? Yeah, there are comments that I'm missing. Let me start the, um, what you call it, sir? So I feel like... You feel like what? I don't want to offend anybody with this presentation. Oh. Okay. okay. So as you guys know, we have a business where we support other individuals who are trying to launch their podcasts, their live streams, et cetera, et cetera. And the other thing that we teach, aside from the technology associated with this and the ability to do all of this with existing technology, is how to expand your uh, social media presence by using those tools, uh, those various tools in order, in, in most of our cases, the clients get more, more either they want to do one, one of two things. They either want to run their business or they want to establish a legacy of some kind. And part of that requires communications with entities outside of this studio. We have to constantly communicate with other people. And the tool that we've used for years now is Gmail. Now there's a lot of other variations on that that you could pick. But if there's anything that I want you to get out of, and it's going to be a very short show. We don't, there's not a lot to be said about this. I'm going to introduce you to it. But if there's any two things that I would like you to get out of tonight's show, the first is, number one, do yourself a favor. And if you don't have a Gmail account, get one. Number two, once you get your Gmail account, spend a little bit of time learning how to use it because it's a very effective tool and it also provides you access to other applications that you may want to use that may become important to you as you're you're trying to A, build a business or B, leave a legacy. And it's, it's going to be, especially in this day and age, post-pandemic, where we're dealing with people who aren't going to leave their homes to come and meet you. It's one of the ways that you have to learn to communicate with them in a way that gets results for you. So that's why I wanted to talk about it a, a little bit. There was one other reason, and that is we've done this several times now with clients. And um, as we deal with our clients, and I hope if our clients are watching, I hope you don't find this offensive, it struck us that some of our clients 
although they may have a, an email, especially a Gmail account, haven't learned how necessarily to use them the most if efficient way. Most of us have a tendency to read our emails on our phone and we do one of two things. Either we look at the headline and we don't, it's not important to us. So we delete it or we look at the headline. It is important to us and we open it and then we read it. And when we finish reading it, we either delete it or save it someplace. So there's not a lot of interaction, but there's so many other things that could and should be done with this email package in order to maintain a high level of communications. We wanted to talk about that for just a, for just a show. If we get to 7.30, I will be surprised because I don't expect it to take that long. Brian is in the room. Let's see. Blame it on. Why are we blaming it on a ghost answer? Ghost I don't know. Pancake. Ghost answer is not 50. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Ghost answer. Here's one thing that I'm, that I'm sure should happen eventually. You'll get there. Sometimes through no fault of your own. Okay, so let's uh, talk about this. I'm going to switch over to the screen so you can see my screen, see what I'm seeing here. I'm going to share that screen right now. There we go. All right. So this is one of our many Gmail accounts. And we have every time we start something new, Shelly has probably told you in the past, we start with either a Gmail account or URL. So this is what a Gmail account screen looks like. I'm going to increase the size and just, you shouldn't have to do this unless you're on a very small computer or a laptop, but I want you to be able to see what I'm doing here, okay? So I'm just gonna introduce you to some of the features. One of which most importantly is this search bar up here. So when somebody says to you, I sent you an email and you say, oh, I can't find it. The first thing that you should do is get into your inbox and use the search bar to type a word that should be in that email. Now, the search bar is always at the top. You should know where to find it. You should know how to use it. All you have to do is uh, start typing. And if I start typing, for example, ConvertKit, I know Shelly has forwarded some emails. It'll show me, A, that there's one that comes from ConvertKit, and B, there's one from Shelly that on which, in which she referred to ConvertKit. Now I can look at those, both of those emails. But your important stuff is over here. If I go back to the inbox, that's where it all starts. But you have some other options as you scroll down. What I'm going to do is I'm going to pull that down. Oh, it doesn't go any further. It's because I've uh, zoomed in. So you, you can see the emails that you've sent out. You can see the drafts, emails that you've started, because sometimes you'll hit the compose button, you'll start an email, and then you'll discover you need more information before you finish it. So when you do that and you close that box, it actually saves a draft. I don't know if I have any drafts. Yeah, no. I don't have any saved drafts. One of the convenient ones is all mail. And what all mail does is it it formats onto a single page all the email in all the various boxes. So it's your inbox, your sent mail, your drafts. It puts it all in one place so that if you have to search uh, for an email, you can go to all mail and find it, and then it tells you where it's located. And you can see some of these are already in the inbox, but sometimes you'll have something like this, a coaching agreement. I, it's from me, meaning it was sent from this account. 
the HEK Media Studio account. You can divide by categories, and I'll show you how to do that in a minute. There's three standard categories, social, the social category, and that's where you'll get messages from all the media platforms that you're part of. So if you, and this is why it's important, if you have a Twitter account, if you have a YouTube account, if you have an Instagram account, uh, all the social media platforms on which you have a presence, that's where that mail, now it'll go into the inbox as well, but you can find it here in social media and it makes it easy to see what's happening on your various accounts. There are updates, that's the inbox that is in social media. You can see it's all the inboxes uh, that are there and it's without everything else. Updates from emails with people that you've already been speaking with and a new, and there's a conversation going on. And this, the reason this is so important is because when you have a conversation going on with another individual who may be a client or who may be interested in participating in an interview or asking you to interview, it's gonna go into that in, in update as, as long as you're having that conversation. So if you send him a message, or her a message and it comes back, it's gonna go into that update box so you, there's a new message there. And then there's promotions, which is the, the box that they'll use for, it's not quite spam. That's where my Amazon, I, I don't, this is not my personal account. But uh, for example, if Amazon says, hey, we're having a 15% off for people who like buying toys and we know you're one of those people, that's where it'll go. In addition to that, there are, others that you can look at. But at the bottom of this, let me get this screen. You'll also have spam and trash. Now, here's what I've learned about spam. If you're dealing with someone for the first time and they send you a picture, Google Mail has a tendency to put that in spam. So when it goes to spam, if someone says to you, I sent you a message and you can't find it in all mail, the only other place it could or should be is spam. So go to spam, use the search bar, and uh, you'll find it there. And I'll, when the screen gets smaller, I'll show you a little bit more how to use it, okay? In addition, I, I can't do this without getting it smaller, actually. Let me just get back to a reasonable size here to see if I can get the rest of these. There we go. So there's the spam folder, and you'll see a whole bunch of stuff gets in there. If you have any forums that you belong to, all the forum messages will go in there. You can create your own labels, right? So if you have a label that you want to, I have in my personal email account, I have a label called Shelly Carney. And every email that comes from Shelly Carney automatically filters into that folder. And then the first thing I do uh, when I get to my email is I look at that folder and see what Shelly has sent me overnight or whatever, but when I have got to it. And it's a real easy way to keep up because she's constantly using her email to send me stuff, to send me updates, to let me know what's going on, to share information that she's found or pages that she's discovered. So she has her own folder. And, and I filter, I build a filter that says, if there's an email from Shelly's address, put it in this folder and it'll highlight it. Every time there's new material in it, you'll see the spam folder says there's new material in there. So you can create your own folders and you can filter messages into those folders. I have uh, folders for um, Amazon, for example. So every time, if I make an Amazon purchase, as Amazon updates me on, yeah, we're packing it, yeah, we're shipping it, oh, it's shipped. 
oh, it's in Poughkeepsie, et cetera. That all goes into an Amazon folder and I don't have to worry about it messing up my the rest of my email. So spam, that's just going to be junk. But occasionally, as I said, Google Gmail will put it, put a message in there that may be important to you. So just search spam and it'll show you that email message. And then when you, there'll be a button at the top. Let me, let me just show you here. So I'm going to search for Milo Tony. I'm not going to go all the way through this. So I'm going to search for Milo Tony. There's Milo. So I'm going to open this up. Okay. And if I say, and I'm not going to do this, but if I say report, not spam, it whitelists it, meaning it realizes it made a mistake and it's not spam. It'll go directly to the inbox and any future messages that you receive from that email address will go into your inbox as opposed to spam. So I can't tell you how many times I've had conversations with people uh, with whom are trying to explain something and we say, we sent you this, it will have gone into their spam folder and they never considered the possibility that it would go there. Now, I, I don't have any explanation why it would go into a spam folder, uh, but it's easy, A, to get it back out and B, to start whitelisting that so it doesn't happen again, all right? This is one of those important areas. This column, the left-hand navigation bar, is an area you should be completely familiar and comfortable with when you get your own mail, email account. Now, I divide my, and, and you don't have to do this now, you don't even have to be aware of it. I divide my emails, inbound emails, into unread. You can see it's emboldened, made bold, and that means I haven't read it. So I got something that's advising us that our live, our, since this account subscribes to our YouTube channel, it says we've got a new listing on here for you, right? And then these are all the ones that I, I've read. If I go to delete something, and I'll just show you an example here, I'm gonna, this one here. So a couple of things, when I click on that box, it gives me the ability to do a lot of different things in it. So over here, I can archive it. And that means I'm saving it, but it's out of the way, out of sight, out of mind. If you want to go back and look for it, you can go to the archive and it'll find it there. The trash can, of course, means, I can, it means I'm going to delete it. I'm going to mark it as unread and it will go back to the top. And I'm just going to snooze it, put it away. I don't care. I'm going to ignore it for a little while. But also when I click on it, You'll see up here, there's a set of commands that you can use. Again, archive. If I feel like it's spam, I can report spam. It takes it out of my inbox and it puts it in the spam folder. And the next time ConvertKit, and I don't want to do this because we have an account with ConvertKit. Um, the next time something from ConvertKit comes in, it puts it in a spam folder and I don't have to worry about it. There's the trash can. There's the mark is unread. It moves it back up here. There's the snooze it, don't show this to me until I tell you, and that's, I can schedule it, don't bug me with this for five days or whatever. This is, I can add to tasks, and I'm gonna show you a feature here in just a second, that the, these are additions, add-ons that you get just with your Gmail account. And then I can move it to one of my folders, so I can say, let me see if I have any folders listed here. So I can move it to one of the folders. Now, again, this is not my personal account, but there would be a folder called Shelly Carney so that if I wanted to, I could move it to that Shelly Carney folder. All right. And then, or I could, you, you can see there's some op other options, including creating new. I can filter it or, or I can apply a label to it and that it'll stay in the inbox, but it'll also have a social 
label on it. And then finally, I get these choices. Mark is unread. Mark is important. And it'll add a little star to it. Add a star. I'm sorry, that's important. Add a star. And that's just so you can highlight it in the row, in the rows of um, emails. Filter messages like these. So here's one of the features that's really cool. Let's say, and do I want to use this? Yeah, we'll just use it. So it, when you want to build a filter, it'll take actions the next time that email arrives. So you can say, if the email is from help at ConvertKit, you can add other features like two, the subject has the words, doesn't have the words, has an attachment, doesn't include chats, etc. So you have all these options to define what that email should look like. You can say, create filter and you can say what to do with it. So you can skip the inbox and go straight to archive. You can mark it as read, star it, apply the label, forward it uh, to someone, delete it, never see it in spam, never never send it to spam, always mark it as important. So you have all these features, you create filter. And once you do, the next time anything comes in from help at convertkit.com, it'll follow what that filter is. And that's very helpful if there are, we have a lot of online application tools that we use. And invariably, once you get one of those application tools, they add you to their email list and at least once a week, sometimes as often as once a day, sometimes as often as five times a day, they will send you an email promoting one or more of their other applications. So whenever that happens, I put them into, I put that into a folder with their name on it. I don't want to put it into trash. I don't want to put it into spam because every once in a while they send you a message that says, hey, we've updated our application. Please check this out or whatever. So you don't want to throw them away, but you don't want them, you don't want to have to see that stuff that they, they may be sending you five times a day. So that's how you use filters. I'm going to go back to inbox. I'm going to select this one just so I can show you. So remember, understand the use of this box, the uh, left-hand navigation bar. If you want to start a new meeting and you don't have a meeting tool like Zoom or in our case, StreamYard, Google has a free meeting tool. I can press on that, click on that. It opens up a meeting window. It, uh, you then send an email to the person that uh, you want to join you, and it'll have a, a two-person meeting. You can add other people as you move along because you can send the email up to 20 people at a time. It's already embedded in that. That's what I mean. Get used to some of these tools right here. As we go all the way over, one of the things that you're going to find is this bar right here. I'm going to, I'm going to open that up and it'll show you the add-ons. These are all add-ons to email that you have access to. So a link to Dropbox, a link to Evernote, and these are free. What, why, however they do it, once these people sign up with Google, you get free access to these additional applications that you can use however you want to find them. And they in integrate themselves with not only your Chrome browser, but your Gmail account if they have that. So let's say in addition to that, you have other options that you can use almost immediately. And they're right here. So I'm going to pop this open. This is the calendar app. This comes with Gmail. You don't have to sign up for a separate calendar app. If you want to see the entire calendar, right now it's showing me the calendar for today. But if you want to see your entire calendar, it'll open it in a new tab, right? 
So you have a, a automatic calendar app available to you right away. And I'm not gonna, this is not about the calendar app, but I always use it in the month and there's all our events that I've already scheduled, et cetera, et cetera. You have a task app. So you can, I don't have any tasks associated with this one, but you can start assigning tasks. And when you open a Gmail and you want to assign it to a separate task, you can just click on a button and it puts it in the task menu for you. You have access to maps. Okay. So there's all these extra features. Which that, is nice if you want to stick a map in, into your email. Like right. If you're right. giving out an invitation or talking about where your office is or something. It is very convenient. What we're going to do is we're going to go back here and email. So those are all the apps that are connected. Calendar, tasks, that's Keep. I'm sorry. Keep is an app that enables you to store notes. So if you have a web page that you found interesting, you can make a keep note. You can take a note, add the URL to it, and those are uh, kept for you in your keep folder. All right. But here's the cool thing about getting a Gmail account. So these little this three by three dots. These are the Google apps that you now have access to. They include, of course, Google Search, Google Maps. You can have a your own YouTube account. The minute you get a Gmail account. You just have to say, I want a YouTube account. If I were to press that, I don't know if we have a YouTube account for this one. Let me see. Yeah, we already have. We're pretty good about starting the YouTube accounts right away. Google Play is their Play Store. It's their movies, songs, games, etc. You have your own Google News app. And what's cool about that is uh, once you open it, it knows that you're opening it from your Gmail account and you can start customizing the mail for yourself. So you can say, I want topics that are related to astronomy or topics that are related to microscopy. And then it starts feeding you those. And if there's an article that appears in that area, for example, let me give you a real good example that you guys all should be, relate to. When we were in the Forest Fan treasure hunt, I had one that picked up the news about Forest Fan or Forest Fan treasure. And every time there was something in any publication, uh, any place in the world that used the, the phrase Forest Fan, I would get an email from Google News saying there's an article that you should read. There's a meet feature. The meet feature is like, uh, as we show the new meeting, that's what they use. It is camera and audio ready. There's a chat tool for your, I use this with my kids. I just keep it open all the time because they have access to it. There's your contacts app. You can, this one has no contacts in this one, but you can start building your contact list, right? And if you want to edit, it's a very complete contact list. And the nice thing about building that contact list is once their name and email address is in there, as you start entering the name, if I compose and I do, right? So it pulls that out of the contact list and you don't have to, you don't have to worry about having the incorrect email address if you put it uh, in the contact list. So these are all things, you have Google Drive. Google Drive is the coolest thing on the earth because you get 15 It's gig not on the earth, it's in the cloud. Okay, it's in the, yeah, it is in the cloud. So Google Drive is a tool that's a universal tool for storing stuff and you can store any kind of stuff. Also, you can create new stuff. Right, you can create Google Docs, which are like uh, the equivalent of Microsoft Word, 
Google Sheets is the equivalent of Microsoft Excel. Google Slides is the equivalent of Microsoft PowerPoint. Google Forms is Microsoft Forms, and you get more. You get Google Drawings, Google My Maps, Google Sites. It goes on forever. And you get 15 gigabytes of that. And if you need more, you can get up to 200 gigabytes for $3.99 a month. Now, as we work more and more in the cloud, we're going to require more and more cloud storage. And eventually you can have up to one, ter I think I pay $5.99 for one terabyte worth of cloud storage on my personal account. I, I probably won't use that much storage in, in my lifetime. I'll leave it behind to my children. So there's all these additional tools and te technologies that you have access to photos. You get, a, you get a, your own photo album where you can store photos, share them with other people. I don't think I have any photos in this account, but, but my T Eunice account is where I put all my photos. All when I was on vacation, I literally shot hundreds of photos. And the girls get mad at me because I have a tendency to edit them right away. I could take, I always have my camera set on uh, burst mode. So every time I press that shutter, it takes 10 or 12 pictures, depending on how long I hold the shutter. There are some that I like, and there, there are some that my daughters like better than the one that I like. So they always tell me, dad, don't edit out all the photos. We wanna see everything. So I upload those to my Google Photos account and then I can share that with them and they can pick the ones that they want to make uh, prints from or share with their friends online, whatever. The point that I'm trying to make is that the Google Gmail account is much bigger than just Gmail. And so the more you know ab about how to use it, things like calendar and contact. Here's a good example. We use a tool for scheduling called OnceHub. OnceHub. Or Schedule Once. Yeah, either it's OnceHub with the, the calendaring Schedule Once. When someone goes on to that, they can look on and see what times we have available to meet. They can pick that themselves. That's one that's comfortable because it only shows them the times that are available to us, that and, are available. As while you're on that topic, Brian Gates wants to make an appointment with you. So maybe you should show them how to schedule an appointment. Okay, I will. Hang on. Let me go to once hub. Oh, there we are. Man, Ooh, it's been that kind of night, me. hasn't it? Okay, Brian, I'll get to that in just a minute. Where was I? I forgot where I was. You were talking about scheduling. The scheduling app. One sub. Okay. Hang on. I've got to share the screen again. And you can Okay. Pardon me. Use the calendar. Yeah. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to that in just a second, but I want to show you help Brian in just a minute. We have this scheduling app that people can go on, see what our schedules are like, find an opening that matches theirs, put it in there, and it makes the schedule. We get an email that tells us they've done that. They get an email confirming it. They get several reminders doing that, but more importantly, it puts it automatically into our calendar. And it goes into my calendar, Shelly's calendar, and AGK Media. Studios calendar. 
So that's the benefit of having this one account where you do everything. Now, it's important to make sure that your mail account is clean because if you end up having, I've seen people who say, oh, uh, I try to limit my outstanding emails to 100. I get up in the morning and if I'm over 100, I'd start working to trim that down to 100. Why is this here? Why isn't it in a folder? When was the last time I saw it? So for example, Shelly and I are going to an event in October and we have the original hotel reservations and the original registration for the event. That had been sitting in my email folder when they confirmed all of that. And I took it, I just made a separate folder for that particular event so it doesn't hang out. So if you find yourself going over 100 messages in your email box, you probably could do some trimming down and cleaning up, all right? There should not be 4,500 emails in your email box. Right, and if you need a folder, for instance, Toby and I both do the Conqueror Challenge and we get a lot of emails with postcards and updates and you just planted a tree and all of that. So I created a folder for For the Conqueror Conqueror Challenge Challenge. and every time I get something from them, I put it in that folder. And you can build a filter. You can do the same thing. And for example, if right here, see how that's, let's say Shelly built a folder and a filter for Conqueror Challenge. She has Conqueror Challenge and something came in from the Conqueror Challenge. The filter said, put it in the new folder in Shelly's Conqueror Challenge folder. What it would do, it, it was with both the name of that folder so that you knew there was new stuff in there. So it always helps you in that way to keep up to speed on your uh, Gmail. We get Gmails from uh, each other. We get Gmails from friends. We get Gmails from clients. We get Gmails from the apps that we use. And we get, I'm sorry, we get emails from the apps that we use. And we get emails from the platforms on which we reside, Anchor FM. And we have, sometimes we have multiple accounts on Anchor FM. We probably have four or five accounts. And we get email from each one of those. So it's important to know what's coming into your email and how to use that email account to manage all of those because they're relationships. You have a relationship with the platforms uh, on which you reside. You have a relationship with the clients that you have, a relationship with family and friends, a relationship with your business partners, et cetera. And email is going to be the most efficient way to maintain manage and make useful those relationships. And so you've got to really be good at email. And it always surprises me when I see people who are not good at email for whatever reason, then there can be a dozen different reasons why they're not, but it takes uh, time. It takes a little investment in time to get good at your Gmail. If all you're using is your phone and doing that scrolling forward and scrolling to the right to knock it off, you're not using email, especially Gmail, in the most useful possible way. And so I recommend, and if you're not good at typing your phone on your phone, learn to do what I've done because I can't get my fat little, the combination of my hands and thumbs, I can't do that. When I type on a phone, it has to be hunt and peck. And I'm a touch typist. So it's very frustrating. But what I've learned to do is I've learned to dictate my messages. I've gotten really good at saying, Good morning, Shelly, comma, a new line. I just read your message. That's really a good idea, period. Let's try it the next time uh, that we talk, period. New line, sincerely, comma, new line, Toby. And it's a lot easier than typing. And 
because because both Google and all these applications are so good at interpreting your words, it gets it shows up as a really good email. So if you're using it on the phone, at least use it with all these features that you have available to you. One of the ones that I didn't mention was, I'm going to have to pop it up here, so give me one second. So one of the features that you get with your Gmail account is Google Voice. You can set up a number that's your area code. People can call that number. They can send texts to that number. They can leave voicemails at that number. You can have that number forwarded to your, to your cell phone, to your personal phone, if you want. We keep a separate Gmail account for, our, for the business, right? I, I'm sorry, a Google Voice account for the business. And we give, that's the number we give out to folks when we when we want them to have a phone number. And again, the cool thing about it is I can leave a greeting. Hi, this is Toby Yunus. Shelly and I are looking forward to hearing from you. Please leave a message and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. They can leave a message. Then we can listen to that message and decide how we're going to return the call. We can use Google Voice to return the call and never have to use our personal numbers. In addition to that, they can leave texts. You can have those texts forwarded to your phone. So it's a great way to insulate your personal phone from your business phone and never have to worry about buying a, a phone from any of the services or a separate phone. And you get that with your Gmail account. It's free. costs nothing. They don't charge you for using it. You get a choice of numbers. They'll ask you what area code you want your number from. They'll give you choices. And from that point forward, that's your number. You can put it on a business card basically. So that's another feature that you have access to that comes with your Gmail account. If you're not familiar with Gmail and how to use it, go to uh, YouTube, enter Gmail tutorial, and here where it says filters, say this year, I've already done that. So these are all fresh. Gmail tutorial for beginners 2021. Gmail tutorial, quick start training. Top 15 Gmail tips and tricks. And th these aren't, well, that one's long, but this one, 11 minutes, 19 minutes, 22 minutes. If you spent an hour listening to three or four of these videos, you'd get to know as much about Gmail as you can. The bottom line on this is what my objective was today is to make sure that you understand the value of having a Gmail account, because it's not just an email, and getting good, not only at the Gmail account, but all the ancillary features you get as a result of having that Gmail account. And if you want a YouTube channel, eventually you're going to have a Gmail account. The last advantage that I want to talk about is more and more applications are integrating with either Facebook, Gmail, or what's the other one that we see. So when you log on to say your anchor account, it'll ask you, do you want to log on with your Google account? And you can say yes and save yourself the trouble of having multiple user IDs and passwords because now they're just accepting that you know what you're doing when you have your Google account, or your Gmail account, and you can just use that to log on to your other applications and it makes life so much easier. So, all right, let me see if there's any questions. Let's see. Why don't you answer this one, Shelly Carney? Okay. Why haven't you made game nights on your usual Fridays? We actually stopped doing that back in June when people stopped showing up to play games with us. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's why we haven't been doing it. Yeah, it just it came to the point that there was two of us and two others, and it it let me go back to full screen here. And we got busy with other yeah with other projects. Yeah. So. Let's see. 
Brian Gates says, Toby, would you be a little Friday or over the weekend to answer a few questions about Wix, setting up a website that might need some direction or suggestions before publishing? Yeah, Brian, let me do that again without kicking you off. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do if you will go to this link right here. I'll post it in the chat room and make an appointment for Friday. Uh, I try not to Did work on Did you open up Friday? Oh, I didn't. That's a good point. Brian, it's going to have to be. <laughs> so we make appointments. We set up our appointment error. Let me just show you. I'm going to move this over so you can see it right there. So this is our scheduling and this is the link. I'll post this link right here. You have to share it. Okay. Oh, I guess it's fine. All right. I'm going to post that link right now. Go to that link, Brian, and what you're going to find is pick a date and time. We try to schedule our business meeting for Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. So those are the days available. You'll see them on that link. You can find that there. Just schedule uh, the time in there, and I'll give you an hour so we can talk about Wix. So Wix is very intimidating at the beginning. You have, it's another one that you have to spend some time with. And again, I'm going to recommend uh, that the first thing you do is go to, go to YouTube and enter. Wix has a bunch of tutorials, mm -hmm. but it's, you'll find that there are people Wix tutorials, and then just use the filter button right here to filter this year. And that means they are all uploaded uh, in 2021. So there's a long one hour tutorial. There's a 12 minute full tutorial in one hour and two minutes. There's plenty of material out there. So I'm going to suggest you watch one of those. And then if there, there are still questions, schedule uh, a, a time and date for us, and I'll spend some time with you and go through it. But again, like I said, it can be very intimidating at the beginning because there's so much there, especially if it's one of the uh, paid accounts. It can get pretty hairy. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. I got to do some promo here, and then we can close up. This was a little rough around the edge of show, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you got to do what you, you had do. it in your head. That's yeah. what you wanted. Yeah, I know. This Thank you the... for joining us for the AGK Media Studio podcast with Shelly Carney and Toby Eunice. Please subscribe, leave a great review, and comment with questions or ideas for future shows. Share our podcast with your family and friends and discover how you can become a creative campaign producer at agkmedia.studio or join our Facebook group, Leveraging Your Content. Check the show notes for links and resources and please come back again next week. Here, I've got another one for you too. Have you ever had a fantastic idea for a Facebook group, YouTube channel, podcast, online course, workshop, or an entire business? but gave up on it because of the online technology involved in making it happen? Or have you started the process only to find it requires an incredible amount of time, effort, and expense to create valuable digital content? Investing in this kind of social media content creation often means you use up all your resources wrangling technology instead of working with clients or sharing your message. Hi, I'm Shelley Carney with AGK Media Studio, your online solution to live streaming or recording video and audio presentations.
The AGK Media Studio can put you in front of your audience immediately and eliminate the confusion and frustration of every erratic social media platform and unpredictable software integration. When you produce your videos with AGK Media Studio, you're the expert producer and we're your crew. We're here to support you and handle all the tech so you can focus on your topic and your audience. With our streamlined process, there's no editing necessary and your videos are ready as soon as you finish your presentation. Working with us means you can produce consistent, high-quality, live, interactive online videos now, today. We take care of the tech with our VIP service and give you a professional look that inspires admiration and respect. It starts with preparation. We will validate and certify your home office and branding for professional video best practices. Next is the production phase, where we record your presentation while embedding your branding and music into your video for a polished finish. Then, when you finish recording, you'll immediately receive video and audio files ready to upload to your channel or online teaching platform. What would it mean for your business if you could complete and upload all the video materials you need in just a few hours? Schedule a consultation call with AGK Media Studio today and let's start live streaming or recording your video tomorrow. Man, isn't that fabulous? It's fabulous. Fabulous. Okay, we do have some questions. Let's see if we can get them answered. So Brian says, thanks, Toby. He'll take care of that. Ghost Answer says, good night, Toby and Shelly. Thanks for sharing. Kyle Marshall says, Toby and Brian Gates, since you're discussing Gmail, Google-related products, and bought and brought up Wix, you can build and host a website through Google. That's right. Through the favored platform with Google search is uh, though. platform with Google. Google searches, uh, WordPress. So yeah, you can. They do have, Google does have something called Blogger, which is their own blogging tool. And it's pretty basic, but it makes a pretty good, just plain old, if you have a quick blog kind of website. It doesn't have the website building features that WordPress does. But but Kyle is right, that WordPress is uh, the preferred uh, method for Google users to build websites because there's so many custom themes that you can buy. So you could buy, if uh, you sell photography, for example, you can buy a custom theme, WordPress theme that enables you to show your photos, handle the processing, handle the payment and, and handle the, all the parts that it needed for shipping. WordPress can get, can get pretty sticky wicked. There's a lot there. And so it can take some time to learn. We're, we use Wix and, uh, and we've used it for a long time and uh, we like it. it. It gets easier with time. As a matter of fact, it, the thing about Wix is once it's working, you have a tendency to step away from it and just let it run in the background on its own. And then when you go back, you go, oh, where did I put that? Or how did I get there? So, Sue, all right. And all right. Thank you all for being here and for all your comments. Kyle, Ghost Dancer, Brian and Brian, thank you all for your comments tonight. And if you're watching this after the video is processed, we hope that you'll leave a comment as well. 
Let us know what it is that you have questions about, especially when it comes to Gmail, so that we are sure to address those in future programs. And don't forget, we have a podcast available of this show and all our shows on anchor.fm, as well as Spotify, Apple, Google, and now Amazon. Amazon. Toby will be speaking next Wednesday morning, and we have put that link in our newsletter. So if you are subscribed to our newsletter, make sure you look for that link and join us next Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Mountain Time to learn about leveraging your content using social media. It's a wonderful opportunity to network with other small business owners. Yeah, it's a virtual meeting hosted by our friend DJ Heckes at Exhibit here in Albuquerque. We've done business with her in the past and she's a good friend. She knew we we're on the leading edge of social media marketing. And so she's asked us to speak on the topic. But nonetheless, thanks for joining us tonight. We hope that you found this informative and perhaps even entertaining. Thanks for joining us.